Welcome back, friends, to Visions, Veiled and Violent. Last episode, our merry band of Hanatas found themselves facing an angry townie who wanted my character, the jester mimic Jericho, as his prize for winning a carnival wrestling match. Our hulking friend, Adewal, stepped into the ring as a challenger to keep the local thug's grubby paws off my frills, ending the fight with a single throw. As I consoled the loser, our friend Moore, still plagued with disturbing visions, urged us to continue our search for the loot, awaiting us at the end of the treasure map we'd found in the Moonshine Shack. Passing along the trail from the carnival, we spotted a rare red-tailed hawk that seemed to be following us. When Moore used her druidic magic in an attempt to speak with it, we discovered that it was not a bird at all, but some construct disguised as one that seemed intent on spying on us. We chased it off with a bolt of flame before finding the ruins of an old homestead deep in the woods. From somewhere deep inside the well, we heard a faint cry for help. Absolutely, let's get going and get down this well. <laughs> so we're... So where last we left the Zotties, they had just dealt with a local braggart in the wrestling pits, showing the might of the Hanatas against some of the locals of Nevermore, and in the process also coming across a mysterious pirate of Maroon heritage who delivered a package to Lathander for safekeeping. Uh, however, before the rumors of Moore's manifestation of the precognition site got uh, across the camp, the Zadis headed off into the woods in search of the mysterious drop site identified on the smuggler's map that they found down at the ruined shack several episodes ago. Along the way, they came across what appeared to be a red crown hawk, but that was in fact some sort of sinister magical construct spying on them. That after they drove off, to realize that uh, Mother Silvenza's young ward Vezi had snuck ahead of them having spied the map's location and met them at the site of an old well in an abandoned farmstead wherein they heard someone down in the depths of the well crying out for help. With that, we bring in the Zadis to decide what they will do now. Before we ended off that session, I wanted to find out if we could find out how deep this well is. If you if you look down over the lip of the well, uh, it seems that there's some scratches going down the right side of it, like someone's come down through various handholds all the way through. Uh, but in the darkness, when you peer a bit, uh, you can see a bit of uh, what looks like uh, a bottom or some rubble about 10 feet down. Oh, so if I was hanging off the ledge inside the well, it wouldn't be that much of a drop from fingertips dangling to feet on the ground. Uh, is that our, is that our best move? So, Luthander, Absolutely. <laughs> let's just take a minute here. Let's think about this. I think instinctively, Nevitz looks over his shoulder to make sure there's no non-Hanataz around before he casts magic. But he will cast magic. Uh, he will cast light on a pebble and chuck it into the well. Uh, and you chuck it down. It looks like 
You can see some old uh, decayed wooden bracings down in the depths of it. Going all the way through, uh, it looks like that there's a, at the bottom of the well, piled up in some rubble, it's all dry at the bottom, but it looks like there's a hole in the side of the well down at the base, uh, large enough for a person to crawl through or perhaps even walk through. Uh, Nevitz, I'm going to do something stupid. Please don't. <laughs> what? Why don't we see who this gentleman is at the bottom of the well before we well, get all heroic? If he's dangerous, I can just kill him. You could. I, I, I agree I with more. Swing. If you go down, we have very little ability to pull you up. But yeah. if you, if you would hold on to a rope and tie either myself or someone oh. else to a rope, you could pull us up in an emergency. Please. Fine. Luthander's going to say, well, wait, is Vezzy nearby? Still eating oh, the... Uh... Oh, yeah, she's, she's, she's sitting there. She's, she still has her bag of Humbernuts. She's about halfway through it now, just eating, the, picking them out one at a time and chewing them as she just watches the, the five of you silently. Vezzy, can mm-hmm. you tell us exactly what you saw? Okay, oh, um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I got. I really thought you were going to tie Vezzy to a rope and put her down. I was like, I will fly to Australia and kick your ass. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I misjudged. I misjudged. Go on. <laughs> so, Bob, Vezzy says, oh, there's, there were people there, and there was a man, he had a beard and a brown face, and he was very, very scared, and, and then... It was just a, a bad thing. I can't really describe it. It's hard to say, but it's just like a like a feeling down there that was really scary. I'm glad I'm not going down there. She eats another nut. So Luthander will look at more and say, does that sound like anything that your friend's girlfriend might have described at some point? Weird feelings? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah why not? Could uh, so could you describe Vezzy? Describe when you say feeling, what do you mean? Like it felt you like um, it felt almost like like being wrapped in a blanket. But like the blanket was too tight, it was just squeezing and squeezing, and and no matter how you you try to wriggle, you you couldn't get out of the blanket, and it kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and then it just stopped moving at all. Um, more. Sorry. Yeah, go more. Go more. Morris gonna go to the well mm-hmm. and just kind of lean over and just yell down, "What's your name?" All right, and uh, and more. As you do that, give me a perception check. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, so more. So you go in there and you do lean over the well and call out. What is? Ex- what's your precise wording of this? What's your name? <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> do I need to spell it out for you, GM? <laughs> what's your yeah. name? Yeah. Uh. How do you punctuate that? <laughs> so as uh, as you you call this out, you feel almost like like a blink, but not with your eyelids, almost with your sight. And as you do, the world 
has the, all the color sort of bleed out of it. And as you look over the lip of this well, you see standing low, far lower than the 10 feet at the bottom of the well, almost like this endless chasm, you see that absence, that blank silhouette with the smoldering eyes look up at you and it hisses back, I have so many names, but you will not disturb the feast of my ill-begotten queen. And then you, you, you feel that blink again and it's just you're at the bottom of the well and you hear a, a mumbled echo like a like whimpering sounds that just slowly fade out. Okay, okay. I see it. Moore just kind of looks up to the sky and just like throws her hands out. <laughs> I see how it's gonna be. Okay, fine. And she reaches into her pack and she's like, oh, you know, you chose the wrong girl, you know? Cause you tell me not to do something, I'm gonna do it. And she starts tying a rope around her waist and walking over to Etowale and uh, puts the rope in his hands. Oh, rope. Apparently, apparently, the queen needs a feast, and they told me not to disturb him. But you know what? You know what? They're going to mess with me. I'm going to mess with them. We're saving this guy. I'm going to say that we're all looking at each other like, Whoa. There's a lot going on right now <laughs> that we only got half of. I think Nevis kind of walks behind and just like, uh, do you want me to be on your back? Uh, do a second rope? Uh, I I don't know what you're going through, but I don't think you should go down the well alone. Sure. The more the merrier. We could just have a whole party down in the well. Etowale, I'm afraid yes. that this, this ten foot might be a false bottom. And so as a result, I think it's safer if you only lower two of us initially, or possibly three, depending on if you feel strong enough to haul three of us. Can I make a roll for that? Sure can. What would it be? Athletics. Absolutely. Big one. Oh, yeah. That's a 17. 17? Yeah, that's more than enough. For how many? Uh, that's So that's the question. So, uh, Luthander or Jericho, do you want to go down as well? I, I, I want to keep it in a situation where it's two ropes and... At a while, I can pull them up at any point. So Luthander's feet is alert, so um, he can't be surprised while conscious, which could be advantageous when landing at the bottom of a a well with a passage directly in front. Jericho's going to grab another piece of rope and and they start tying it around their waist as well. I guess like are we like Jerry rigging multiple people tied to the rope or something? Or? I like the sound of that. I see no so problems with this plan. Nevitz yeah, will stay. Nevitz will stay untied. He's going to try to surf down on the back of someone else who's on a rope, either Jericho or Moore and or Luthander. If um, Adewale wants to try to hold three ropes. Uh. <laughs> Before, Before we, we delve plan. into this here, wait, and, this is a plan. Um, <laughs> Adewale wants to find a spot to. Um, Bolt holster himself to like put dig his feet into and hold on to and like lean back so that way his weight, which is got 300 400 pounds, I think. Um, a pure muscle, by the way, just anyways. Um, 
Yeah, um, we, we worked that so out. So that he, his, his he's got an 18 in humility. With, <laughs> can hold, withhold them without breaking his footing and without slipping. He's confident that he can hold it on because he'll wrap the rope around himself and wrap it around his hands. Too. Just, so if they fall, he falls. But he wants so, to be able to not have that, that happen. So Luthander, can you make like a nature check to see if there's any kind of suitable footing? Foot, footing? Footing. Yeah, no, you, I mean, it's, you, you, you see where it looks like you can, you can you kick away some of the dirt and, and dig in a little divot for each of your, your boot heels. And you should be able to, to brace yourself pretty effectively against the side of the well since it's, it's held up this long. So is Luthander going down by rope as well? Like, I definitely plan on sky sur- sky skiing on surfboarding, whatever, on one of you. Luthander suggests one person goes down at the appropriate signal, which could be a scream, <laughs> gets pulled back up if there's some really nasty stuff down there. Uh, but assuming it's a false... I mean, I assume it looks okay from up here, Nate. Otherwise, we wouldn't be uh, this crazy plan... I could cast Dancing Lights. Um, so when Nevitz threw his light pebble down there, it came to a solid footing, and then it pattered, pattered off to see a large opening t- towards the side of the well. So I'm assuming that right down below us is solid, and then to the side there's an opening. Yep, that is definitely what it appears to be. And does we anyone know. have dark vision? Good point. That is a very good point. Um, uh, I do not. I can cast light. Well, your light, light's but still I, active no. down there, right? Yeah, it is. It is for so an hour. So there's light down there for But now. also, do we think this guy is just sitting at the bottom of the well or he's in the tunnel? But we don't see him down there. Yeah, because... Well, you, you, you've seen more than us. Well, mm-hmm. Nate, made his, Nate made his voice sound like it was distant, so it seems like he must be further away than 10 foot down, right? Nate, is that is that a fair... Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, okay, let me go back. I want you to answer Kender's question directly. Can we see the dude ten feet down, or is <laughs> he not, not. visible? Yeah, no. okay. Well, you you can't see you can't see the person calling for help. Kendra certainly saw, or more certainly saw somebody. Help! I need somebody. Help! All right. <laughs> <Just> anybody? <laughs> Luthander would suggest uh, it's easier to get one person out than a whole bunch of people tied up with a halfling hanging on the back of someone else. Uh, let's get one person down there, if everyone agrees. I, 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 I somewhat agree with what you're saying, Luthander. I think it should be two. I think it's... Okay. If I think I will go down hugging the back of more if she's adamant about going down in person. And I say this especially since the crawl space might require someone of smaller stature to go forward. Jericho? Jericho gives a thumbs up and nods. Appreciatively of the assert, you know, statement. You know, I've f- finished lashing the rope and pull it tight, and kind of just put my hands on my hips and like look at everybody, like um, look down at the well. And I, I think before um, I starts lowering Nevitz and um, more down, he would just look over to Jericho and um, Luthander and give an eye over to Vezzi, like the eye of. Do not let this child follow us down into the well. If you do nothing else, tackle the child. Uh, if she tries to do something silly, we'll leave that to Luthander. Luthander's yeah, Luthander's an expert at uh, safely intercepting <laughs> kids and ensuring that no harm comes to them, uh, and is picking up what you're putting down. Then I, Nevitz will gingerly get onto Moore's 
lowered back and we start getting lower 10 feet. Okay. And so as you, as you lower down uh, in between eating the Humber nuts, uh, Bezzy just calls out, oh, if you get the treasure, can I have some candy? Yes. As a joke. <laughs> it just comes from the well. Yes. And Wally will just like slightly, just like at the of the rope, just slack a little bit as I jump, drop down like a few extra inches way too fast. And so as Adewale does that, uh, Moore's boots hit the bottom of the, the rubble at the well, and there's this, there's a loud as the debris gives way to the false floor beneath it, oh, and you God. see the, you see the light pebble go tumbling down another 60 feet before the sound echoes back up the well. Adewale digs his heels in as he feels this rope tighten exponentially and just as he has it wrapped around his wrist so it's digging into his skin as he holds on to this and it's just grunting like I know none of you are strong like me but please <laughs> for the love of God help I'm gonna grab the side of the like tunnel to try to like hold on so it's not so heavy as, so Jericho as you help to clamber up you the more who's sort of dangling down there at the bottom. You, you see the light pebble skitter around coming to a rest where it seems like there's actually a, a hewn rock floor at the very bottom of this, like some other older structure that the well was built atop. I look down to what's below me and I whispered in habits on my back. It's just a bad time to say I'm actually really afraid of the dark as I... <laughs> continue just holding my shit together. Uh, it's, it's, it's never a bad time to speak truth. Uh, uh, so as we see this pebble go all the way down, do we see anything there uh, at the base, Nate? It Besides looks, a, a rough, a, 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 a well-hewn floor? It looks like the, the base, it actually expands out into some sort of, of larger structure. Okay, um, I think Nevitz would give a, a squeeze on Moore's shoulder and he would cast light on his scimitar so that the, the light at the bottom would go out, but there'd be a light right next to Moore and he would, sh- he would try to shine that into this side gap and see if there's anything in the side hole that we had seen from the top. So the side hole looks like it connects. There's a little, there's a small dug-in, partially dirt, partially rock, Tunnel. It looks like almost like some old wild creature has been uh, clawing its way through the earth. And at the far end, you can see what looks to be an old root cellar from the homestead. I'm going to swing over there. Kind of like get onto that ledge. Make an acrobatics check for the swing. Oh, okay. That's an 18. 18. So Jericho, describe your swing to go and jump into the tunnel. Okay, so um, Jericho's like kind of because like, I guess I'm kind of suspended like right next to the hole, so I just kind of kick off the wall, s- like swing over, and then sashay and land on that ledge there and, and grab the side of the wall where the ledge is at, and I like look down at the guys down below because I'm I'm kind of imagining like they're they're below me, yep. kind of lashed onto the rope, and then I'm like dangling on the rope like at a bit higher up. Is that kind of the vibe? Yep. Yep, yep, just like uh, the the old movie Cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like slipping over there, and and then I, I like hold onto the ledge there. Um, can I see anything down that tunnel there? Like now that I'm closer to it. 
after uh, you you sling yourself into there using the tricks that the, your contortionist friends have taught you in the in the tent of tricks, uh, you can peer in the darkness. It looks like there's some things that have been left sort of tumbled about there. Uh, give me perception check there, Jerrica. That is a 19. Ooh, yeah. So it looks like that uh, that you can spy where there's recent foot traffic that cuts through the dust and the dirt there. And it looks like the footprints converge around uh, a, a piece of the wall where it looks like the bricks are loose. Like someone could just pry them apart by hand. Uh, I'm going to like kind of wave my hand and then like the burning text appears like behind like the entrance where where it was at and I said I think we found where our culprit enters and exits maybe they're the one that trapped this man here I think whatever trapped this man here is something that is a little bit above our level um a little a queen, one might say. So I say we get this guy out and we get out. Do we pull everyone down with us more or do we just, we three, go forward? Oh, I'm in charge. Okay, um, we just, we swiftly, the three of us, grab and go. With that, then Nevitz will try to jump from Moore's back into the, the cave entrance that um, Jericho is in. And yeah. then we'll we'll try to pull uh, more in. I think we leave the rope tied to more so there can be a quick, though very bruise-induced uh, extraction if necessary. Okay, okay. And so we, I think at this point I envision three of us in this side tunnel that's about 10 feet down. Yep, and it, it smells of, of thick clay and, and wet and uh, you know, the damp, cold earth. And then as it gets out uh, to expand into the abandoned root cellar, you know, it's overgrown with all sorts of moss and you can see where there's the shells of insects that have died over countless seasons. But sure enough, there's the path of footprints leading towards that loose collection of bricks in the wall. Is there a tunnel beyond the, the loose bricks that we can pull up? It seems like we can pull aside. Like, is there like, does the tunnel keep going or does it like kind of end there? It appears to terminate here in the cellar. But you do see, you know, there's both the the, the root cellar doors. Looks like they've partially caved in, you know, the rotten and stuck over the ages, and this this loose brickwork here. This looks like it's been clearly disturbed of recent. Nevitz will pass the light onto a pebble at our feet, and he will sheathe his scimitar. And Nevitz will start pulling at the bricks. So as you as you pull apart the bricks, they're loose enough to come by hand. You know, big chunks of old masonry. Move aside, there's these rough, crude bricks. And in there, behind the loose stones, you see a smooth jar with a, a screw top lid that someone has taken what appears to be a, a, a grease pencil and written the word bribes on the side of it. I'll ask the obvious question What is in the jar? You opening it? Uh, is it a glass jar or is it a steel jar? Like, can I not see inside? Uh, it's, so it's, it's, it's a glass jar, but it's fogged and cloudy. It's been, it's dirty and well used. Uh, Nevitz looks to Jericho and more. <laughs> I'm a halfling. I will progress the story, but I don't want to kill all of us in a Yeah, effect. um, can we do like an arcana thing or something to figure out like, is this, 
some kind of suspicious thing? Sure, make an arcana check. Uh, it's a 13. You, you can't detect any sort of magical energies. There's there's no sense of the Everflow or the Zyathus anywhere immediately around this jar. Although there is that little tingle around the back of your neck that you're somewhere close to something that's been infused with magic, but it's not in this room. Like, I'll, I'll like, point to the jar, and then, like, text appears on the jar. I'm like, I think it's safe to open. Nevitz kind of waves for Jericho and more to step back, so there's no reason for all of us to get hit. Um, I don't know if they do. Yeah. Uh, Nevitz <laughs> kind of... He opens it. He opens the jar. Right, make a strength check. A really tight jar. Yeah, it's uh, and we'll do this at a negative one. Uh, so, boom, boom, boom. Uh, thirteen. It's a natural fourteen minus one. So, so you, you get the little vein pop out in your forehead as you feel the you actually feel that the cords in your forearm strain, and then it it comes loose, and inside you feel the you see the jangle of coins and a what looks to be a fairly recent piece of folded paper on the top of it. Um, I will pull the glowing rock uh, out and unfold the paper and try to read it, if it says anything. The paper seems to have a, a list of dates and other numbers that, that seem to roughly correspond with, with some, some sort of shipping operation. Does it say where the operation is at? It doesn't. Mm. Nevitz passes the paper and the glowing stone over to Moore and to Jericho and reseals the um, the lid of the jar. And I was going to see, does anyone have a backpack? Because apparently Nevitz does not. I do. I, I, I have a pack. So Nevitz puts it in his backpack and seals it up. But he he, he lets uh, Moore and Jericho see the uh, presumably ledger of ill-gotten commerce. Hmm. And then, I mean, he looks at both of them and says, this doesn't account for the voice that we heard. Okay. Um, where are you? As your, your, your voice carries, you, you hear the echo going through the root cellar and then emanating deeper and deeper down the well shaft. Question. Yes. Yeah. So knowing that they, assuming I would know, could feel by the tug of the rope that they're over in a certain way. Is there a way to tell that there's a way down there from that cellar? From our area? From up top? Uh, so if you look around there, there is, it looks like the that someone has thrown some brush over the old rotten doors of the root cellar. Like, if it, it'd be pretty easy to accidentally walk over it if you weren't careful. But there is, there are some doors leading down to the collapsed cellar. Uh... Is it accessible to for all of us to get down there, or get up? Uh, it's, it's it's a case where if you'd have to, you'd have to open the doors from the outside, but it would allow you to go in and out of the cellar. Out of all noticing the um, cellar doors, look at Luthander here and hey, Luthander, favor if you would please. There's a cellar yeah. over there under some not so organized brush brush. And uh, if you open it from our side, they could get up easier, and I would not have to have rope in my wrist. Okay. 
Luthander's going to go have a look. And sure enough there, Luthander, you can see where it looks like now that you get up close to it, this looks like someone has been using this as a stash recently, although it's uh, it, it's hard to ascertain what exactly its purpose was. Okay, so I can't tell much from looking at it. It looks safe to go through the into the root cellar. Okay, just pop the sucker open, would ya? So this is this is basically a cellar door with that's covered in. So I'm going to check for traps first. Okay, uh, make. A perception. That is a 20. 20, sure. Uh, so it looks like uh, there's there's no obvious trap mechanism on the door. It does look like it'd be dangerous to, if you accidentally walked on top of the doors, but there's okay. nothing that looks like it's going to pop out and stab you. All right, I'm going to try and open it. Okay, uh, make a strength check. So if you roll a natural one and you're a minus one on a strength, on strength that'd be a zero. So you, a zero. That is pretty good. So I'm a zero. So everyone down the root cellar hears this groan as the old rotten wooden doors shudder like they're possessed as Lathander yanks on them. Nevitt sends is a firebolt towards the noise. Seen him struggle to open the door because he's not as swole as. Adwale. Is there a spot where Adwale can mm-hmm. tie it so that way it doesn't slip into the well? Is there a spot where he can do that to just rip it open real quick? Probably like a tree or something, right? Yeah, get around a tree stump. Yeah, so Adwale will tie it up and then he will come by and try to open this door. Please don't give me that one. Oh, yeah, 18. 18? Oh, so yeah, so Adwale saunters over and. That's 18 better than a zero. Yeah. And then uh, just, you know, with one one oomph, the, the doors fly open, the musty air hitting you like a slap in the face as the, the root cellar is opened up and the light floods down into the old moss-covered stones. I loosened it for you. Yeah, of course. Sure. Of course you did. Team effort. Nevit. I found a door. I, 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 we see you. Hi. We're on the other, we're on the other side of the door. Well, I'm assuming I'm looking downwards and not. But yes, if you look down there, you, you see the root cellar with your, your three companions there. Well, I don't need the rope anymore. We, we, we still do, Adwale. Um, Nevis oh. will take off his backpack and hand it to Lysander and say, there's, there's good coin in here for the troop. But... And he looks to Jericho and and uh, Moore. I think there might be someone in need of help at the bottom of this well. I'll like repeat his help. Like it's really faint and faint and quiet. And point uh-huh. behind my back. Well, like, not to be a buzzkill here, but didn't our own Vezzy here say that he's going to die soon anyways? Listen, I am not helping this man out of the goodness of my heart, okay? Don't oh, get me that. wrong. Okay, thank you doing it because somebody told me not to. That sounds like you. So we have to save this man. I don't know about that. Well, I... The best way for you to extricate us from this well is for you to go back up to the top and hold hold tight to the ropes. Lathander, will you stay with um, Edwale or will you come down with us? 
I can do either. Uh, did you see... So I ask whether there's... Yeah, so with Anders, obvious question is, do you see a way down there? Or we just need to use a rope? I have one spell that can allow all of us to go down, but it will not help us to ascend. So I think it's better that we go down by rope and come up the same way. And I don't know that Edwale can do more than two or three of us with myself included in that three. I would prefer him to pull us straight up out of the well as opposed to into a root cellar and then we're all trying to run away, if that makes sense. It does. And it's about 60 feet. We how long's I, the rope? I don't think the GM has said how far down that thing goes. Uh, yeah, 60 feet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so My rope's 10 feet, so... Okay. Is anyone else... How oh. long is hempen rope? What is it? I thought it was 50, 50? foot. Oh, it was 50. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was right, default. Okay. That's 50. Okay. okay. My mistake. Always hamstringing yourself there. So. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, so I think we can almost get to the bottom. Um... Adwale would would have already tied his and his rope into a very secure knot. Wait, so, so Foxy, was Jericho tied to a rope, or was Jericho just kind of there park, parkouring down to the hole with more uh, Nevin? No, she was. She's definitely like tied onto the side of the rope. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. um, okay. I don't know how to do this without splitting the party. Like <laughs> that's the only. It's the only way that we have an escape route is to split the party and have the strong guy pull us all back up. I'm willing to listen to other options. Split the party, always. <laughs> More, you're such... You want death and ruination to come to come upon us. Uh, Nothing others. ever goes wrong with a split. All right. Um, I don't want to leave you alone, Navit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Eddie, you're the only one who can bring us back up safely. I know that, but still. Give me a sign if you ever feel danger, and I will jump, and I'll dolphin dive right in there. I will make the sound of a dying giraffe if we need help. I don't... I don't... What's a giraffe? I, do I have a dying giraffe noise saved, or...? Do you? <laughs> do you? Um, Please demonstrate. <laughs> I believe it. Mm, I'm convinced. Um, okay. Also, the other option is we can tie a rope to the top. Mm. I can feather fall us all to the bottom, and we can just slowly climb up after the fact. If we if we want to keep the party together. No, oh, that's true. Yeah, let's do that. And ne- Nevis might even put that forward. If we tie the ropes together and give us a hundred foot to climb back up, I can allow all of us to fall down relatively safely. Let's do it. More? Is that macabre enough for you? It will do. <laughs> um, is there a spot where Adewale can tie the rope that can hold that where they can go down and tie can... it to Vezi? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a dead tree nearby the well, though, that you should be able to wrap around the trunk. Yeah, mm. So Adewale is going to tie on his rope and then dig around the base of the tree to where he can get under the roots. Okay, and tie around multiple roots looks at it if you break I break you I just looked um, Featherfall does up to five people nailed okay. it it's my one first level spell for the day so <laughs> that's done there's no more cure so we're planning well, accordingly like a, oh right uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that um, and while we'll give it a good yank just to test it and then the, the, the pre doesn't give 
Okay, cool. I'm, okay. I'm going to conceal the rope as best I can. I know it's tied, but to reduce the chance that uh, someone cuts cuts it. Vezi is, I assume, watching this and eating nuts. Yep. She's, she's, she's incredibly entertained. This is the most exciting thing she's seen. So literally, uh, to, just to know how how much we're risking for our lives, Nevitz wants to count the money in the jar. Uh, there's the, so in the jar are for uh, are 47 stills. Okay. Uh, uh, Vezi, if you hear anything that isn't from this well, but around you, and it doesn't sound like any of us or any other blue fail, hide. Hide very well, like you're playing the best game of hide and seek you've ever played. Okay. And Nevitz will give uh, Vezi the uh, the jar of stills and tell her, as Ed, as Ed said, Stay with us until you hear anything. Then run, run, run as fast as you can to safety, and take take the information you gather to the to the leadership of the the Blue Veil troop. Her eyes go wide, and she nods. As, I'll do exactly as you say. And I swear to the gods, I have counted the money. I know there's forty seven silves in here. I will buy you candy later, but forty seven silves will be had when we deliver this to the troop. Is that understood? And yes, I, I will buy you confectionery afterwards. I hear anything that's not Blue Veil Troop, that's not coming from the well, run away with the sylves, give it to the troop. I totally understand. Uh, does, wait, if we establish that Vezzy has the sight, by the way, yeah, and uh, do we want to take it with us? No. <laughs> Adweiler would not let you do that. No. No, no I'm just no, wondering. I, I mean, we've, I, we've got... We've, we can only do... Have, have you not seen Vezzy's adorable picture? Is this the person you want to take down into the terrifying well? She, she's pretty adorbs. I would I would like to not see this NPC killed with our our failed planning. It's fair. Do you want to be the one to explain the, the gooey cube, cube discord that you got Vezzy killed in the old well? Mm, no, <laughs> not particularly. I love, I, that that's what, I love that that's what scared Phil. Ooh, social media, no. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, that's, uh, okay. That's re- that's reasonably adorable, but a bit of sight would be great. And uh, since we don't have Moore's friend's girlfriend with us, <laughs> the best, the best, the best NPC in the party. We we always fail to bring her with us. That's right. Okay, let's do this. Uh, I would ask Vezzy uh, if she'd have any suggestions uh, if we get to the bottom of this well. What is she seeing and what does she think we'll see? Vezzy, you see, you see the wheels turning your mind? It's like, there's, there's lots of those bad blankets. Don't let them squeeze you. I know they're squeezing the man right now, but he has some time, I think, but I wouldn't want to get in that blanket. Cool, 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 cool. I think cool. I think Nevitz is looking straight at Moore just to see like if anything like if Moore has any reactions of like all of a sudden she's having visions or nothing. Just mad at being where she's at in life. Yeah, Moore just looks at you blank, just angry. She just looks pissed off. Um, okay. Yeah. And Nevitz we step over the cliff. Apparently everyone trusts Nevitz's magic to work and we feather fall down. With a, a leap of faith five of the Zotties jump into the well, the, the, the magic of the Everflow lightening the pull of gravity so that you come down and as you descend there at the bottom, you, 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 know, the, you feel this 
gank smell assaulting your nostrils as your, your boots all squelch at the bottom of this. Get this green muck there. And you see that there's actually this, this small stone cave there, carefully hidden by the construction of this well. And as the you hear you know, your, your own breathing around you within this tight, cramped chamber, you can see where the passageway actually extends out beyond to some sort of labyrinth. And as you gaze into the darkness of this labyrinth, up at the top of the well, hear Vezi call out, I heard a bird! And the sound of jingling coins as uh, footsteps run off into the woods. Onward? Yeah. Well, at least she's going to safety. Well, she's going to tell the whole crew what's going on. That's great. Yeah, we'll be fine. Nevitz wants to cast light on... Um, does Moore have a weapon of choice or no? Yeah, she has um, her wooden uh, quarterstaff. He asks Moore if it's okay for him to either put the spell on her staff or her belt, and he wants Nevitz and Luthander to go to the edge of the light where we can just barely see. Uh, so, like, leave the light behind us and have the, the stealthy guys as far forward, but using the lights uh, to see something, because I don't have dark vision. I don't think Luthander does either. No, no dark vision. Um, so we just kind of want to stay at the edge of the light on more, but leave more and the rest of the party back uh, as we stealth forward, if that makes sense, Nate? Yep, that makes total sense. We want all of the gain with none of the negative of using <laughs> light in a dungeon. Nope, that's, I, I totally understand. Wait, there are and, negatives? Uh, I had no <laughs> idea. And, uh, and as you get yourself oriented, somewhere down the tunnel in front of you, you hear this strange, scritching, echoing noise. Like something scraping rhythmically along the walls. It sounds like a fight. <laughs> Mental note, all of us have our weapons drawn. Nate, calling it now. Uh, Weapons drawn, okay. So the, now that does mean, though, that Lathander may have to set aside his staff. Well, I, I take everything back. I'm not going to force this upon him because if, if I lose a staff leaning Lathander, I've lost the entire party. So. <laughs> uh, let me rephrase. Nevitz has his scimitar drawn. Luthander, no, Luthander would have carefully placed his staff on the ground and drawn cool. his weapon upon landing. There's no question about that. No one Luthander loves leaning on his staff. Yeah, he does like leaning on his staff, but he likes staying alive as well. <laughs> Ad Wally would pick it up and strap it to his back somehow, carry it with him. But also has his great sword drawn and ready to go. Yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Nevitz and Luthander will stealth up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as this goes, uh, Jericho, give me a perception check. All right. That is a third. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's 15. 15. Okay. Proceeding down here, you catch the strange glint of something metal at your feet. And you can see that stuck into the mud, uh, like it's, it's, it's been dropped and then trampled on, you can spy two gold coins. And give me a history check real quick while you're at it. Oh, 17. <laughs> uh, and the coins are stamped uh, with the city seal of Darkenhaven, the capital of uh, the Republic of Zaranthia, and the largest city in the region, but also not particularly close to the town of Nevermore, where you are right now. Mm. I'll pick up the coin. 
Two coins. Two coins. <laughs> For the listening audience, that was a really good visual joke of holding up a second coin. I, and then, like, above my head, like, uh, um, what do you guys make of these? Like, this, like, scrawl appears, and I got the two coins in my hands. This seems distinct from whatever drop point was above. I feel the drop point above was a just a, a basic cachet. This seems to be other machinations. Maybe associated, but different. And the only thing I would say to that is, as a, a veteran of the global war on terror, you should know the proper pronunciation is cash. First of all, both are acceptable by the Webster English Dictionary. It can be a cash or a cachet. It depends on pronunciation. Both are acceptable. All right, we got a quarter of this table. going here. <laughs> Proceed. Okay, so we're up, we're up ahead. <laughs> okay, so well, after that passive-aggressive nerd fight, let's uh, move on with the storyline. Yeah, everyone knows the pronunciation or pronunciation is, uh, you know, what yeah. have you got? Sorry, bad joke. Yeah, couldn't help <laughs> it. Uh, okay. Everyone, everyone turns on Phil. It, it was yeah. hilarious as native Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't pronunciate things down here. Um, so, so we're uh, we're ranging ahead a, a little. Yeah, at the edge of the light on uh, Moore's belt loop. So as you do range ahead, uh, you see what looks to be an area of worked stone uh, that seems to be of some ancient manufacture. You uh, come across. It looks like there's cracks in the floor and a layer of dust and there's scuffed areas with long series of drag marks that cut through the impressions in the dust. And you see that the, the passage seems to, to head off uh, fairly significantly ahead of you. This long echoing room that smells with this faint artificial alchemical stink. Like something that doesn't belong in a forest at all. Something that makes your your nostrils burn as you inhale it. The air around you feels chill but humid at the same time. Almost like it's, it's ready to have condensation form at any moment. I assume the foot traffic is less than what we saw above. But is there a way for us to do a check to see how often this foot traffic is? Uh, what, when the last time it happened? Um, so on and so forth. And whether it looks like it's uh, some a person being dragged, like their feet dragging. Uh, so it appears that you, the first thing you notice is you don't actually see footprints per se, just the long drag marks down the center of the corridor, and then strange scuffs elsewhere, uh, almost like someone was was swinging an axe repeatedly in wild, erratic directions. And you see where at the very end of the passageway, there's this door hanging on its hinges about to give way with this purplish smoke pooling around like mist at the bottom of it. And the passage then cuts off in both directions at a T-intersection, one heading left and one heading right. That's a slightly terrifying piece of artwork, is what I will say. (laughs) The long long corridor with a T-intersection... At the center is the dilapidated door with the purple mist, and then a root in the passageway off to your left and your right. I mean, Nevitz would look to Luthander to say, hold here and let the party catch up, and then we'll discuss what the way ahead is. And, um, I mean, 
after uh, Moore and Jericho and Edwale show. Do we press ahead? Do we take left, right, through the doors? Moore, at the risk of you shooting me a dirty look, do you have any insights as to which direction we should go? <laughs> so Lysander would say to Moore, uh, keep in mind... Any information we get might result in us not being dead soon. The alive side of things is great to hang on to, yeah. What's said in the cave stays in the cave. Sorry, the dark passage. Sure, yeah, okay. Yeah, let me just, um, yeah, hey, <laughs> here we go. Um, Mord doesn't know how to enact the site, so she's just gonna close her eyes. And just... As the other Zadis are looking to more for some sort of guidance, which one of you is the closest to the T-intersection? Uh, probably probably Nevit or Luthander. I, I, you want to roll, a, you wanna roll a, a D20? Highest one is closest? Okay. Done. 16. Three. I'm really, I'm really close to the door. You're, you're, so Nevitz is so close. Uh, Nevitz, give me a perception check. Wish I had that 16 back. Yeah. Natural four on the die for uh, six. Six. Okay. Um, so, but Nevitz, you as you know, while the rest of the conversation is going around. You get that 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 burning stink in your nostrils, and you like feel the the hairs in your nose tingle with that that acrid, like the chemical stink all around you, and you realize that whatever this purplish mist is appears to be the source of the smell. Can I do an arcana or some way to see if this smoke is actually dangerous to my friends? Sure. 12 on the die for a 15 on Arcana. So it it appears that this this chemical strange stink does seem to have some strange property to it, but it looks like whatever it is has, has dissipated and been diluted significantly over time and being spread out of the area. But you do sense very deeply you know, from the, this, the thrum of almost like a sense of anguish in the Everflow itself. Spending a prolonged amount of time in this mist probably not going to be great for your health. Nevitz backtracks to the party and relays as such. Um, by canon, he doesn't wear a shirt, and that's in my artwork, so that's a true thing. He's just like, um, we need to extract whoever or whatever we're going to extract soon. There's no immediate danger, but prolonged exposure to this purple mist will be dangerous. Okay. Luthander looks pointedly at Moore now and says, uh, okay, you were, you were going to say, let's, uh, we're going to have to move fast. What can you, what can you tell us? What do you know? Come on. Moore looks at Luthander, points her finger at him. Only this one time, okay? And uh, she closes her eyes. She doesn't know how to use this new gift so she's just pulling a Hail Mary of closing her eyes and just thinking in her head you wanna bother me 
Here I am. What do we do? All right. Uh, give me a wisdom check. Okay. Just straight wisdom. Straight wisdom. Okay. Oof. Seven. <laughs> so you close your eyes and you beg something to come to you. As you're, you're, you're squeezing so hard, you can almost feel the stars forming behind your eyelids. You hear this, this voice whimpering out there. Oh, oh, oh. Do I hear what direction it's coming from? Uh, it sounds like it's coming from the, the, the left side of this intersection. Um, I open my eyes and I look at Luthander and give him a smile and a nod. To the left! Luthander says, excellent, thank you. And that's definitely the only time except for the next time that we'll ask. <laughs> Come on, please. Let's just go. We're, we're, go- we're going, Nate. Let's do it. Okay. Easy enough. So, as you... Come down the passageway. You make your way past this that strange, stinking, antiseptic mist smell. And you see where it looks like the passageway opens up a bit, uh, widening to maybe about 15 feet up from where it had previously been just wide enough for you to walk in a file. You see that here in this larger space... All along the the left side of the wall, someone has inset five skulls in alcoves there. They're all plated in the mystical dark silver, and their mouths are all open, almost as if they're caught mid-laugh in some sort of macabre joke. And you see that there's symbols above the alcove carved into the stone. You know, a, a black moon on a purple circle, pupilless blue-white eye on a black square, a black and purple river that flows inside a square of gray, a bright red kiss mark on a black square, and a dripping white fang in a circle of red. And then set in the wall below the alcoves is a copper bowl with a hole in its bottom. And above the basin are five words... Give a gold to receive that which is greater than gold. Wait, that's not five words. I'm, I don't want to push back. That's not five words. What, what, what's happening? No, above the basin are the words. Give oh, a gold to receive that I which is greater than gold. I swear to God, I thought you said five words. Okay, got, got it. I'm going to flip the gold, like one of the, uh, you know, coins. Okay. Like, and so, so Jericho flips the coin, and it, it lands perfectly... Uh, in the basin and and as it does all the skulls begin to speak in unison five points set on a wall of stone a secret there to learn listen well of what we speak the answer to discern the highest place is day's dark night her greatness over all who the east is living death, who heeds this dark lord's call. Below and left the sage's delight, her passion burns within. Sister to the right of her, she brews the deadly sin. 
From the west the dark flow runs, the blackest spell is cast. Give due to them their rightful place, or this could be your last. I think as before, Nevitz just goes up to um, Jericho and opens opens up his, his journal and just kind of gives Jericho the look of repeat. And if, as, if Jericho's willing to go over the exact verbatim in the voice several times, Nevitz will get down the exact script as it so was. So I open my mouth over. and uh, what, what's, what's the it's sound? It's still unnerving every time Jericho does it. It's, uh, but uh, yeah, just repeat, 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 and we get it. Yeah. As you repeat this, who, who is farthest down the passageway? Oh, God. Probably Addy pulling up the rear. Oh, you mean furthest ahead or furthest behind? Furthest, furthest ahead. Oh. Well, it's probably. Can I, can, yeah. can I just say, it, I just want to put it in there, like a di- thought did go through the, the mind of Nevis as we finally opened up and we got out of this squeezed hallway was like, thank God, Addy will be able to do a full swing once we get into the 15-foot hallways. Because like, if Addy is squeezing, that's like the worst thing in the world. Um, but that said, I will defer to who is further ahead because I think uh, Nevis went straight back to to get the word, so I don't know who's in the lead. It's wow, probably Lufthansa's not probably Nevitz. standing there. Yeah. Yeah. If we were we're taking the lead, it's yeah. probably Lathander. Lathander. Uh, all right then, Lathander. Give me a perception check, if you please. Oh, you got this. You do, Phil. That's four plus seven, eleven. Okay. Okay. Four plus okay. seven, eleven. Okay. As the as the the skulls give their chant, and as uh. Nevitz runs over to Jericho to begin writing all this down. Lathander, you hear that that echoing scritch, 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 scritch sound that seems to be getting closer, coming from the passageway ahead of you. The one to the the left that we just went down. Yeah, yeah okay. The, yeah. Uh. Hmm. Hey guys, um, I just remembered something. Um, I don't know if this is a good time to bring this up. You remember, you remember our other prophecy that we received the other day? Something about, you know, rot decay from the deep, uh, screaming silence, somber truth behind black stone, shadowed mist, seek your path. Does that kind of remind you of where we are right now? And, and as Moore asks that question, does Lathander turn his head back to look at her? There's no wrong answer. I, there's no yeah. right answer. <laughs> yeah. This is bad, in, no matter what. Uh, yeah, Luthander, Luthander would turn to look. Okay, yep. Glance, at least. Who's the second furthest down the passageway? Uh, considering how everyone was probably be grouped up around the basin, Adwale would probably be among the group, maybe ahead, maybe behind. It just depends on where everyone else is. But he'd be somewhere where he was able to get to the back of the group or the front of the group in a short amount of time. Are you asking who's probably closest to Lathander or closest to the back of the group? Closest to Lathander right now. Okay. And by the way, it's just a glance back because I'd be pretty focused on that weird noise. But hey, I'm a, I'm a teenager. I'm easily distracted. Okay, so if <laughs> it's a, more a, a glance back, but no, nobody else is, uh, is, is watching points overly at the moment, so... So Lathander is still then the first one as he takes the glance back to Moore. I I I, I suspect Nevitz and Jericho are like doing Busy. their thing yep. on the side. So I, I assume it's either going to be 
Um, this is Lathander. This is all Lathander. So, yeah, but it's, it's, I, I suspect it's Adewale or more who's closest. Because I think Jericho and Neverts are kind of like busily doing this several Adewale times. Adewale is making like trying his best to divide his attention between the rear and the bat and the front where Lathander is. Yeah, I imagine more when she was putting together the prophecy from earlier was just kind of like walking around, like looking around and repeating it in her head once we the skull spoke. So she's probably like maybe close to Lathander and um, Jericho and Nevitz. So Lathander, as more repeats the snippets from the prophecy again, and more, if you do us the favor of repeating that one more time for Lathander's benefit. Okay, um, you know, Dorot's decay comes from the deep. Um, screaming silence, night sky, somber truth behind black stone, shadowed mist. Take your pick. As more reminds Lathander of this, that scraping sound becomes too loud to really ignore. And as Lathander, as you manage to look back towards the front of the passageway, you see the source of the noise. And it is something that in the dark you might mistake for a spider. Except it's the spider the size of roughly a large dog, about three to four feet long, with legs that almost look like bone. And its eyes glow with a sickly green light, and its face, rather than having the typical gnarled uh, chelicre of of a spider mouth, looks almost disturbingly human as its slathering toothed maw opens in your direction. And that is where we'll end. And come back next week to find out if the prophecy is true. Moore is going through the worst sophomore year ever. <laughs> Moore's doing great. Moore's killing it. She's fine, but I mean, it's just, it's so awkward. <laughs> Moore's doing great. Everyone, I everyone like is doing great. I hate it here. Uh, <laughs> I hate it here. No one likes me. Things are fine. Things are fine. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Visions Veiled and Violent a D&D actual play of Gooey Cube's darkest dream adventure from Red Star Rising campaign. All artwork, names, locations, and characters from the dark world of Zayathe are the sole property of Gooey Cube and used with permission. Check out all their maps, adventures, and other original content at gooeycube.com. A special thank you to Tabletop Audio for providing the fantastic music that accompanied this episode. As ever... If you enjoyed what you heard today, please like, rate, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. And if you really enjoyed what you heard, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at the $3 tier. Your support keeps the torches lit and the dice rolling, ensuring that our adventures continue to unfold. Remember, you don't know the burden others have carried to arrive at your gaming table, so be kind. Safe travels until next week when we return to visions failed and violent.